they tell us we have to love ourselves and give us ourselves self-care. So we have to listen to our own voices and love what we do. So we're just doing what we're supposed to. That's all that is. Some people should not be told that. Some people should be told like, hey, we have notes on you. Mm. Um, <laughs> you like, notes you could you use a little me? bit of improvement. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Josh oh, Hawley. Okay, no, okay. that's fair. <laughs> I'm talking about a lot of people. <laughs> They're all friends uh, with him, though, so that's for sure. Well, speaking of meeting notes, um, U.S. government, we have some notes for you mm-hmm. today, don't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. Well, I have some mm-hmm. notes. We have this, we have this two-party system thing that just isn't working for me right now. Well, if it's not working for you, Dan, then I guess we should get rid of it. Maybe not get rid Just of it, kidding. but at least figure out why the hell it even is this way, and what can we do? Like, is are this is is this? Are we just on a trajectory to the absolute implosion of democracy because of two parties that are getting more and more polarized? Is that what this is? <laughs> I oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> I'm, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean back and buckle in because yeah, I can see the space coming. You made a mistake. <laughs> Let me tell you about the mistake that you just made. First of all, the two-party system does suck. Second of all, no, we are not on a trajectory to burn democracy to the ground because two parties are too polarized. We are on a trajectory to burn our democracy to the ground. Our literal standing as a democratic republic, our democratic standing has dropped because one party has decided that it is okay to run amok, to have a literal sedacious insurrection on our capital, and we should not investigate, we should not charge, we should not do anything to prevent that from happening again. And in fact, we should let the president who was twice impeached and should have been impeached in Cong- or in the Senate and never be able to fucking run for president again, we should let him come back and be the leader of the party. We do not have two parties running running us into the ground. We have one party trying to make things better. We have one party that wants to run democracy into the ground. And I listen, Fair. you did this to me. You did this to the audience. I'm really fucking <laughs> sick and tired. And this isn't what you just did, but I'm really sick and tired of both sides. This is not a yes. both sides yes. thing. They are not yes. equal. What is happening? Dems in disarray. Yeah, we're arguing about the ways to make things freaking better. And yeah, it sucks that Joe Manchin is on a houseboat and Kirsten Cinema is, you know, uh, elected. Um, but at least like they're they exist vaguely and like they weren't like in the Capitol and they're not sticking up for the people. Like, what are we doing here? Both sides, both sides. It's not both sides. It's one party. Agreed. The both what sides. Happened? Are I just blacked out. Sorry. Whew. That was amazing. Uh, the both sides argument when it comes to things like the insurrection or human rights, like no bullshit, not both sides. Mm-hmm. But I will say this in doing my research for this episode, I found an, uh, an article on uh, 538.com by the writer Lee Drutman. And the title is why the two party system is effing up us democracy. And what I found fascinating We'll go over here in a minute. Shall we roll the, the intro music? That was a good teaser, right? <laughs> that was good, right? That was good. I'm like a professional. Good. So, Kim, you Dan? are spending part of your day with me on this recording. And what are we talking about? Actually, obligated to. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify paid us a hundred million dollars to come here and say whatever we want. They don't vet podcasts, apparently. So we got our hundred million dollars and we're here now. Uh, Only half of that statement is true. They don't vet their podcasts. However, we did not. I 
unless did you did they pay you you didn't give me my money talk about no listen we don't talk about even just like religion or money in in mixed in in family even just like 10 grand would be fine just give me a little bit um i'll take a dollar maybe 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 a hundred grand anyway so you are contractually obligated because we are family to spend time with me however we get to do this for fun what are we talking about today two-party system burn it to the ground okay next episode over run the credit where did it start? Like, why are we in this two-party system mess to begin with? Because people are messy? Oh, are you asking why we're in the mess that we're in? No. Uh, so I guess my question is this. Because there was have, a Citizens United Supreme Court ruling. <laughs> no, but any money gets to flow anywhere. <laughs> I mean, that's true. No, like, my question is this. Is, is, it, is it the two-party system that's all fucked up and why? And, and like, or, or is a two-party system generally okay like because here, cause here's my here, go ahead go ahead no, no 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 continue please please well well my my thought is this as someone who has considered himself relatively moderate and kind of in the middle and get and i get and i have long said i'm tired of the extremes on both sides which which like often means i don't align with one particular party all the time now, in the last couple of years here, I have begun to more closely align with one party because they're the ones that keep saying the things and doing the things that mean something to me positively, right? However, I still kind of feel that like, why isn't there a third option? And when it comes to the federal level, there isn't. Local level, there are more than two parties. But the federal level, there really isn't. And so to me, that just says like, that's a problem. Especially because when we get into this extreme world that we live in right now, where the QOP, or I saw the other day, GQP, I was like, oh, the Grand Q Party. That's awesome. Anyway, um, like whatever it is, they, it's, they're off the rails. And they're, like, there's a few people that are kind of starting to finally come out of the fog a little bit, maybe. I think it's opportunistic. I don't think it's real, but we'll see. But anyway, is it the fact that we only have two parties at that level? Is that the the skeleton of why we're here today? Yeah, I think there are a couple things. First of all, yeah, it, it, in any situation, having multiple well thought out voices in a conversation is helpful, right? If we're trying to solve a problem and every single person says like, hey, how do we put out this fire? And every single person says, I think you just blow on it then we we have an issue here um, because nobody's solving the problem. Everyone has one single thought. If we can get multiple people to come together and say like, what if we put some water on it? What if we use this? What if we put dirt on, you know, we can come together and come up with a solution to solve real problems. Multiple ideas that are helpful are good. Often or sometimes opposing ideas are also good. The problem is that we <laughs> don't have two parties that want to be of service to the country so there are right so there so there are are multiple problems first to address what you just said yeah i agree like two parties is the least that we could do but until we have national rank choice voting we're just not going to see anything more than two parties and i jokingly made a comment like oh it's because a long time ago they passed citizen united first of all it wasn't that long ago and and this problem existed before citizens united passed we had a guy who was an actor who decided to be president. Then he became in charge of his party. And then decades later, we had a guy who wanted to be an actor. And then because he couldn't be an actor, he became president. And now he's in charge of the party. Actors are the, not the problem, but I see what I've, 
I see the hole I've dug myself into. I yeah, see what I've done to I was this gonna. <laughs> I, yeah, see my, I see what yeah. my town has done to this country. Mm, <laughs> no, mm. so we've been blaming so part of the you for is... the longest time. <laughs> you can finally see it. Anyway, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> part of the problem is two party system, but one party isn't really here to be of service. But then the other part part of it is, yeah, we should have more than one party being able to to like help but the problem is that when you split that power right when you have more than just two centralized parties what about money <laughs> and when money enters politics and plays the outsize like completely create i mean it controls everything almost every single thing in politics then it becomes a if we split it and we have more than two parties being major players here that money gets split and then people think that they get less of it yeah and then mitch mcconnell's like but how do i uh exist how do i get my blood my fresh blood so that i can continue to exist and joe manchin's like i don't know man because i don't even know where i'll get my houseboats so like you know these are real problems which which one of them is the one that swims through the gold coins it's that well oh, mitch mcconnell's far too frail that's Joey Manchi for sure. That's fair. That's fair. And and see, that's like, again, like I, I, I'm going to poke the bear here. That's where I say both sides are at fault because but both, sides, not at fault. both sides are so filled with greed that while the party itself is working toward things like equal rights and voting rights and fighting for these things, that is true. There are those at the top who have, who have built so much wealth that I don't really know if they're uh, they got our best interest at heart. I really don't. Sure, but I, what I would like to remind you is, first of all, the top of our party is Joe Biden. I mean, and he's he doesn't president, but he's at <laughs> top of the. I mean, he's. I mean, I to yeah, quote Joe Manchin or to quote Joe Biden when you are the president and you have fifty <laughs> Democratic senators, what you actually have are fifty presidents in the senate so you know um he is technically the top of the party because every that? single one of them yes yeah, joe biden said yeah. that sounds i don't think really, he said it recently that sounds it's really true. dumb no it's a fact not 50 that's what joe manchin gets to be have... in charge of the president or joe manchin gets to be in charge of the whole party because he is he decides what he wants and everyone just kind of has to listen to him because if one with 50 senators if one of them decides they don't like something game over okay right i mean yeah i was i was thinking through differently like if like if if you're the president is a whoever's whoever the president is their party has like all of their senators are basically president that's how that what that sounded like to me and so i didn't like it just didn't sound like a smart comment that no no Biden he specifically said. said when you're when you're the president and you have 50 democrat like you have a split senate yeah yeah then you have okay. 50 presidents <laughs> okay. um yes listen joe manchin is, is ruining it for everybody joe manchin is ruining everybody's fun right now um kirsten cinema is was born to ruin fun um that's a bummer but that is not the same thing as an entire part they literally went to the Capitol and said, I want to hang Mike Pence. Now they're trying to pretend yeah. like they were like, no, what they said is they want to hang with Mike Pence. 
They're saying, let's go brand it. They're like, no, they're sticking. When you, when you have, when the problem with one party is that we can't get a senator to come off of his houseboat and support voting rights. And the problem with the other party is sedition. This, right. That's not the same thing. I wish it was sedation. I, if only, if only wishing Sed- made it so. Date these bastards. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, we're in agreement with Ted that. Cruz for sure. comes the out end- and says it, what happened on January 6th was bad and then has to go take his comeuppance <laughs> from Tucker Carlson because there's state run media on that side. Like, these are not the same things. That was ridiculous. That was I- utterly. <laughs> ridiculous they uh, i can't even understand the, yeah anyway if he had um, the ability to be embarrassed and we know he doesn't because of his haircut um man he probably would have been embarrassed i mean i was embarrassed for him and i don't even like him uh, i wasn't that embarrassed for him i just was like oh yeah this is not a not a shock i i do i find it very interesting now and and i and i, and I want to see how this plays out and, and we will i find it interesting now when like mike pence comes out and says I couldn't stop this. This is not something that I would want to stop because it was a real election and the former president is lying. I was like, oh, that's an interesting statement to fi- finally say. Where was that? You know, a month, you know, a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. and then you've got other Republican leaders like Romney or like <clears throat> the weasel uh, saying, you know, th- similar things. It's like, oh. Now that the Republican Party might be showing a glimmer of like returning to some kind of whatever normal passes for anymore, like what's going to happen to all these Trumplicans that have been beating this drum for so long when their party finally turns on them and says, <laughs> no, we're, not, we're done with this Trump wing. Like then what happens? That's going to be interesting to me because I feel like there are, I feel like there are plenty of moderate Republicans who have been swept up in the Trumplican fervor or just settled for it because like, well, he's a Republican, so I guess I'll vote that way. And so they've defended it for so long. Are they going to finally say, yeah, we were wrong. Spoiler alert. They did not like spoiler. I just find it interesting. Spoiler alert. The party is not going to go back to pre-Trump feelings and thoughts and ways i think something is happening I, like this is my mom and i were talking about it because mitch mcconnell came out and said actually you know we were there we saw what happened on january 6th um and she said do you think they're kind of like what you're saying do you think they're going to change their ways and and i don't know if i'm the one who's cynical or i really try not to be but i am a little i'm cynical about this i guess um i don't think it's because they want to change their ways i think mitch mcconnell is um he he is the worst thing about American politics, um, but he knows he wasn't involved in January 6th. I believe he was not involved in January 6th. Uh, and I think the, something is about to come out and people like him that know they were not involved in it are trying to back away. I don't think that this changes anything. It's a cover your party. ass situation. Yeah. 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 I mean, so uh, my my thought is this for what it's worth. I don't think they're going to go back to like pre-Trump era. Oh, look, we're not going to be outwardly racist and xenophobic and capitalist to the point of killing our own people. We're not that bad anymore. I think what they're doing is turning from the Trumplican fervor to someone else. 
Like they're just covering their asses at this point. They're going to continue on this road. But abandoning that Trump propaganda will be very interesting because there are those who don't, I think, see what, what, like what we're talking about. And I think that they're just going to be like, they're going to be caught with their pants down, so to speak, right? They're going to be caught supporting this demagogue and the party is going to turn away from that. And then they're going to be like, oh, wait, were we wrong the whole time? And it's just going to be, I think it's going to continue to throw this party into disarray. The Dems aren't in disarray. It's the GQP that's in disarray. But I just, I, I just, I think it'll be, I would call it interesting if it wasn't so damn scary, honestly. But I don't know. But this is part of the problem for me with the two party system is that I don't have another option. Now, not that I would if I had a third party, I can't go like choose a different president for this thing. Like, I know that. <laughs> but, but, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like this is where we get when we have a two party system. You either have to be all in or all against. And you don't have to. And that's okay. Anyway. But again, to stick up for my party, no. this big tent says you do not have to be a part. You do not have to be all in. Yeah. You don't have yep. to say. We get to have so many opinions. In fact, it's detrimental to us <laughs> in the big tent. Um, it is fair. loud well, as hell in here. <laughs> Here's when we were talking about the um, both sides argument. I'm going to, I'm going to fire up again. (laughs) That was the best. We might have to release the video of that because like, as soon as you said it, it literally was like a little Jack in the box. Like, okay, (laughs) feels tight. I'm going to walk away from this. (laughs) Here she comes. So so when you were talking earlier about the, the uh, both sides bullshit, because we both feel that here's what I did read in the 538 article. Um, why like some of the things going on with this two-party system and then the divisiveness and the uh, polarization. And, and I'm going to read directly out of this here. Um, if you, we'll put the link in the show notes, you can read the whole thing. So that, but I want to, this, this, uh, these two paragraphs, I guess is what got me first. So why is this happening in the U S in particular? Cause it happens everywhere. Like you, we have a lot of two-party system governments and it's not terrible. The animosity that people feel toward opposing parties relative to their own, what's known as effective polarization in political science, has grown considerably over the last four decades. According to this paper from a couple of economists, uh, the increase in effective polarization in the U.S. is the greatest compared to that of eight other OECD countries over the same time period, which leads to the change in how Americans feel about their party and other parties has been driven by a dramatic decrease in positive feelings toward the opposing party. In most, though not all, of nine democracies, voters have become a little less enthusiastic about their own parties, but only in the U.S. have partisans turned decidedly against the other party. We're number one. We're number one. Um, Four decades. Go ahead. Four decades. Gosh, shoot. Can you remind me who was president 40 years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's find so interesting. Like, as soon as the Reagan era started, this began. So I yeah. find it very interesting. Now, here's the thing, though. Like, and again, the both sides argument is complete bullshit on so many issues. Mm-hmm. But we also have to hold each other accountable within our own tent. And I wonder what it's going to take. I don't have the answer to this. And I'm not laying blame, but I'm asking the question. What's it going to take to take this polarization? 
and somehow heal it, move past it, change it, do something with it. Because I, I personally, this is only me speaking for me and making my own choices. I don't want to look at someone who I know typically votes Republican and just say, fuck them and write them off. I don't want to do that. Right. Sure. How, of course. how do, how do we take this two party system with this polarization and this effective polarization, as they called it in the article and begin to turn it around? Somebody has to lead this charge. How do we do that? Vote for me. For, um, <laughs> there you go. There you um, go. For Kim's. <laughs> Um, I think the first thing is that we need to listen, we can't go back in time, right? We have to we just, we can, no, because our travel is not real. We cannot, oh, oh if only, <laughs> if only, right. um, right. um, we live in the real world. We can only, we have the time that we have right now. So I think what sure. yeah, to start with moving forward is accountability. Yeah. I think that would be the biggest healer and, uh, and a little bit of honesty. It's just like, not that hard to be, have a little bit of empathy, a little bit of honesty and hold people accountable. That's not hard. It's hang on. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not that hard. Yep. I think that it that is, would go is, a long way. It is simple, but mm-hmm. complex. But here's the thing though, like, like, and I, and, and I don't know if, if I'm necessarily asking you if you have an answer or just like for an acknowledgement of we both don't know, but how do we move forward? And what I mean is, how do I tell myself that when I see someone post, let's say I'm, I'm so in social media, first of all, I know social media is probably not the place to be trying to have these discussions. I get that. But also when I see, you know, a, a friend who I care for post something that is very politically charged and also is misinformation and just a stupid ass meme and probably was meant just as a joke, but also believes this a little bit, whatever. How do I look at that and not go, I can't with you hide them, unfriend them, walk away, whatever. And like, take it seriously to the point where like, I get that emotional about it. Not that I'm, you know, all these buzzwords from the FNC channel, news channel, whatever Fox thing. Um, I'm not triggered. I'm not a snowflake. I'm not offended, but I'm just so bothered by the fact that, that you can believe these things, right? How do I then as a progressive look at them and say, they have a perspective. How can I engage with them and not just write them off because that effective polarization, I mean, frankly, Kim, it's making me bitter. I get super pissed when I'm on the book of faces and I see this shit I just go over to Twitter and I'm, and I feel better. It's such a better place. for me. <laughs> but I don't like, I don't want to walk away from my friendships though, either. So like, how do I lead that? How do we do that without giving up our fight? I just don't understand what to do right now. Cause the two party system is ruining me. And that's why. So a couple of things, first of all, um, I, you saw it happen. A, I had a physical reaction. I, Fox Fox News is terrible for a lot of reasons. Perhaps one of the most mm, high up there, though, things that they do is they tell their viewers that emotions are bad. Right. Fair. Yeah. If you're upset about something, you're triggered. You're a snowflake. 
You're like, yep. no, you let's everybody can have emotions regardless of whether you understand them or not. And and that really means something coming from me. Someone who's never once had a single emotion in their entire life. <laughs> well, I mean, you've had one or two. You just choose not to anymore. Yeah, that's you were true, like that's two, true. two years old. You had emotion. You were like, fuck this, man. I'm out. I'm, I'm not interested in this. by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, anyway. so have I. Um, the other thing is we just released a couple of weeks ago an episode talking about um, what were we even talking oh. about? I don't know. A yeah, how of... to talk to your friends and family about politics without ostracizing them. That's right, sure. That's I mean, right. that's a help. That's a that was a great episode. Yes. And but once you get there, that's a good episode. But even getting there like right now, I'm having a hard time even getting there. Like, yeah, but I think one of the things that I remember that stuck out to me from the episode is the idea of like, if you can't have a real serious conversation or not a real serious, but like a conversation with someone where you push back a little bit, is that a friend or is that somebody that you knew once? Now, I think answering that second question is important to something like this. If somebody is actively pushing out misinformation, I think just like you would at a party, pulling them aside or like tossing up a, you know, like a Facebook message and just saying like, hey, um, just a heads up, um, nobody's died from the COVID vaccine. And when you ask for voter ID, that's the same thing as a poll tax, just an FYI, um, you know, and here's the proof of it. And then let that hopefully lead to a conversation. Right. It just makes me so sad when you say, and, and I agree with you and I'm, and I'm trying to wrap my head around this, but when you say, are they a friend or someone that you just knew once? Yeah. It's so sad because I don't want to lose those friendships. And sometimes yeah. like, I don't know if it's me and I, I, I'm not trying to be the the bigger person, air quotes. That's so fucking condescending, but I, I like, am I the one that needs to be extending that grace and understanding that some people just don't agree with me. And while I believe that voter ID is a poll tax and that's anti-democratic, that if they disagree with me, that, that there's beauty in being able to vote that down and not have to yell at them and call them racist and bigot. And then like make, I, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to figure out where to land in all of that. And when I read that article on 538, I was like, oh, yeah, that animosity toward the other. And we had another episode a while, quite a while back about like mm -hmm. the political opposition's not my enemy. Man, that's hard. And how yeah. and how do we go back from that? How do we backpedal from that edge? I just don't know. I I really don't know either. But it is about this is like not a non a non-sentence, but um my first immediate thought was like, are we backpedaling or are we moving forward? Do we want to backpedal now? But we want to move forward. That's all we can do, right? So like trying to do better, electing better, asking and requiring or requiring better from our elected officials. Yeah. That's like yeah, I mean, number 0 0.01, you know? Would that be well, and actually, step or one be the first step? I mean, it's a first step, no matter where you're taking it, the journey it's, and it's also, so here's a situation this week. Um, one of our family members posted, uh, information about traveling nurses and the post itself said the federal push to cap salaries for traveling nurses. And I was like, 
Interesting. Is that a thing? So I started looking up some research on my own, could find nothing on a federal push. There are a handful of states that are considering this. Some of them even have legislation in the works um, for salary caps for traveling nurses. And my thought was, well, that doesn't seem right. We need, if anything, salary caps for like CEOs of X, X size company or whatever, like that'd be great, but not our nurses. Like, are you, are you kidding me? So I, so I asked our, our cousin, you know, can you share some resources of this? All I'm finding is that there isn't a federal push. There are some states. And she said, and she, I, I love her. She said, Boy. yeah, that's right. There's not a federal push, but it's at the state level. And I was like, but the post that you shared says federal, like this is the whole, anyway, that's neither here. I mean, that's important, but neither here nor there in this. My thought was this though. If there are pushes for this in states, we need to be talking to our own lawmakers locally at the state level and the federal and saying, I'm not okay with this. I stand with nurses. This is not okay. Regardless of the party that I'm affiliated with and who my lawmakers are and whatever they feel about it, I need to, if I, if I think this, not just sit back on Facebook and go, well, that's dumb. I need to actually care, actually do this and actually get involved. So when I hear you say do better and vote better, that's another example of it. It's not just argue in social media, but actually make a difference. Anyway, I don't know if that matters to the conversation or not, but that's where my mind went when you said that. Yeah, it all matters, Dan. Listen, you matter to me. Aw, you're so nice. I know that was a lot of sarcasm in that, but I still, I'm going to take that as a, as a true statement. Sorry, I'm, hang on one second, Dan. Sorry, I'm on the phone. I'm talking to someone else. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you I did. I did acting with that too. Amazing. I really pretended like I was talking, I was touching my ear like you I was did. talking to someone else. <laughs> Which would have been an earpiece on a phone, I but I mean, that's, you know, prop comedy is not your strength. <gasps> I am the carrot top of my generation. I'm, I thought you the, were I'm the generation. Gallagher. You're in no, carrot I'm very young. generation. I'm very young. I'm very young. Oh, very you young. might be the Gallagher generation. That's true. That's true. You're a monster. This is why the two-party okay, system we're... doesn't work. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> what I find interesting, by the, the way, speaking of, system. back to all of that, like the, fo- the, the, what do you, what do you call them? The men who stole the land and created a constitution, right. the founders, the founders, air quotes. Well, I mean, they yeah. They're, they're, but... they're the founders, not of America. I don't think that they've, I could be wrong, but. I believe that the idea of calling them the founders is the founder, they ha, they like, of so the founders the of the United States of America. They're not of the, the constitution of this, of land. this land or anything like that. Yeah. Right, That's right. All, like, I, anyway. I don't know, maybe I'm completely wrong in this and, and genuinely, please, please, if um, I am wrong, please never tell, no, please tell me so I can get it right. But I have always um, viewed the title of the founders is like, because they, they founded the, the government. Right. Well, so as I was doing some research, it says the founding fathers. Now I realized that they were all men who were in this particular group. I'm sure there were women giving them information. They just weren't listening, but anyway. Yeah. Like Ben Franklin's sister basically came up with all of Benny Frank's ideas. And she was like, but I'm a lady. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. But I, so I, I, so I stopped saying founding fathers. I'm just gonna call them founders, whatever. Yeah. And because they're the founders of the United States of America, not of this land, because the land is already here. Anyway, the founders, what I find interesting is that they didn't want a two-party system. 
you know, but but those early political controversies over foreign policy, taxation, um, that kind of stuff, like that split them. So is this just a natural evolution of politics that we just have? There's just two sides. Good luck. It can't really be three. There's only two sides. Like, so is there even hope of repairing this bullshit? I think, yes, of course. First of all, of course, there's always, there's hope. always hope. I know. There's always You're an optimist, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> For having no emotion, um, you sure are an optimist. I know. It's kind of crazy. I'm, I, you know, women are complex. Um, what's so women fascinating to me. Oh, you're so emotional. <laughs> What's fascinating to me about the way that we view the founders is um, this is a group of people who they were very dramatic. <laughs> they settled things with duels. Um, they gossiped. They tattled. They did not brush their teeth. They did not bathe regularly. They wore dirty clothes. And yet, because of the things that they decided based on circumstance, based on interpersonal relationships, based on just like, you know, whatever they wanted, we like marry ourselves to them. This group of people whose ideas came from a time period where they could not have possibly, if, if they were to come here and see the way that we run the country now, they would be like, what is electricity? And two, hang on, why are you still doing it this way? <laughs> this way was just the way that we did it. Feels like you should have come up with a better way because of how you have lights now. <laughs> um, like, right, right. James Madison wakes up and plops himself down in the middle of a caucus and is very mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a lot That's of fair. reasons. That's a great, well, yeah, women are talking. <laughs> a lot of reasons. Yeah, the ladies are <laughs> the, talking. The non-white folks are, any anybody but white men are talking. He hates this. Yeah. Um, the yeah. ladies are wearing pants. He hates this. Um, yeah. Also, also, we're still caucus. doing caucuses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually, that's a really good point. That's a great, like, word picture example of, like, why we should have evolved past this in some way. Like, these originalists. And what I truly can't understand are um, anybody that is an originalist that is not a cisgender white man. Right. You who who was it that said something about the Constitution? It was a woman that said something about the Constitution. We should just follow. And everyone just ripped them on Twitter because they were like, you're not even in the Constitution. Ladies are not in the Constitution. Right. Let alone I mean, anyone who's what, not cisgender of any kind. I, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah. a, that's the, you know. Yeah. yeah. They would never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess this is another one of those conversations that we solved it. We're never going to not have the two-party system. It's just going to be what it is. No, I but think we what can... we solved is the Republicans. Everybody come on over here. We got a big ass we tent. Can... It's really loud in here. Everyone's talking. Come on in. You're going to love it. We can't have fine. a one party system. We can if it's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what do, I, we have? I do, think... do we have a two party system right now? No, we have us and we have uh, January 6th insurrectionists. Sedated and sedationists. Even... I wish they were sedated. Even, even us is not a cohesive get shit done kind of party because we can't have a majority like the whole thing is not broken i'm not gonna say that word it is working exactly how it was set up 
So there you go. I'm so proud of you. So you've so you've broken me. You've broken yeah. me. Exactly. Uh, as I've set yeah. it up to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thanks for making this podcast a thing so I could just become a progressive. I did it. I'm one by one. You know this what? is I'm, how I get everybody on my side. All right. So there you go. There's the two-party system. Any any last thoughts? Uh poli sci major genius master holder. What do you what do you call yourself? I'm, I, I thought I'd just be really quiet and see how many more titles I got. Um, <laughs> in any situation, well thought out and meant to be of service ideas are helpful. That is how we get to things that can be helpful to the world, to the country, to our neighbors. If you're meant to be helpful, then that's good. Playing both sides, only having two parties where one of them is tr just trying the best that they can do based on what they have. And the other one is out here saying things like January 6th was um, political, very um, polite political discourse. It, that's not a two party system that we're not going to play both sides about this. There are not, it's not both sides right now. And if, if people like Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney want to come out against the party, that's great please stay in politics and maybe consider um, an offshoot of the Republican party. You guys can even call yourselves Republicans because nobody else did. And guess what? Then when you split the party, we get to take all the power. I'm reaping the benefits. <laughs> Do you think that's what's coming? Is there an evolution of the Republican party? I certainly hope so. Because um, it would be nice to see a party that cares about the future of the country genuinely and, and all of it and we are caring about the future of the country means caring about um minorities means caring about women means caring about non-binary folks means means caring about our immigration policies and helping to make sure that we are a nation of immigrants all because that is the future of this country and so caring about that means caring about that it would be nice to have two parties that do that, but also want to do that diff in different ways so that we can come up like, you know, with the best possible way. Because we just want to spend all the money and I'm fine with it. But maybe someone should be like, hey, I have an idea. Hear me out. <laughs> what if we save some of it? <laughs> but <laughs> but we're going to be helpful. But we're we both want this. You know what I mean? Like we both want to be helpful to communities. Well, also, you know, just like here are a couple different ideas for it. I think that's good. Yeah. So that would be nice. But um, it's going to be really hard and it's going to be some serious growing pains on that part. And what it would take is that party being able to see. Not just, oh, we messed up in 2016, but like, oh, we messed up like that article, sa article says we messed up four decades ago and we have yes. serious reckoning to do. Yep. Reckoning. Yeah. Is that yes. like uh, coming like a wrecking ball? Oh, my gosh. L listen, Miley Cyrus is so great. <laughs> and I will not hear I will not hear anybody say otherwise. So great perspective. I love that. I think that's an interest uh, back to the politics side of things. Not necessarily Miley. I mean, that's fine, but whatever. Well, that was a great um, perspective. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, great perspective. And I think that's, I'd love to see, because I agree. I, I want two parties that actually care about the humans in our country, not just the corporate 
breaks or warmongering or whatever. Like I, I want true and true debate and discourse over the, you know, um, the, the, the politics of it because you can't change the civics of it. Is that the right way to say that? Like the politics are the like thoughts and, and feelings and stuff like that. But civics is like how we get things done. Right. So I've, I've heard that said before of like, we can disagree on the politics, like how we spend, you know, where we spend our money, this kind of stuff, but we can't disagree on the civics of it because we all need to be, be able to vote. We all need to be able to have a voice like these kinds of things. And so that's what I find interesting. Yeah. Two party system at the very least is what we need, but we should have other voices that have more um, influence at higher levels and not just the two. Yeah. Let's start off with, we should get it first. Let's get back to having a two party system. That's fair. Uh, Listeners, you have been entertained for good 45 minutes here and educated and informed. And it's been amazing. Now it's time to tell us what you think. Hit us up on the social media platforms that we disparaged earlier. We're at my America pod on Instagram and Twitter, Instagram. You can just tag us in your really cool photos uh, or comment on our stuff that Kim's Kim puts out there because she's the one who does all that work uh, or on Twitter. Hit us up on my America pod and, and you can tell us what you think. And then I'm at Dan Moyle on those as well. Uh, or the Dan Moyle on TikTok. You can follow me there with no content yet, but I'll get there. Uh, Kim, what is your <laughs> social That's right. media He's got world? no content. If you want to mess up your ratio of follows to followers, get at them. That's <laughs> right. Get some content eventually. Uh, I will. I will. I'm working on it. Uh, but I am on Twitter a ton at Dan Moyle. Hit me up on Twitter. Kim, what's your social handles? I am at, if you listen to this and have any thoughts about the two party system and you perhaps agree that we should um, start with uh, one of the parties should at least have some consequences, at least, at least some consequences than there are. And you're listening to this on the day it came out. There are 236 days between now and the midterm election. If you're not listening to it on the day it came out, that's fine. Maybe you got busy. Maybe your phone. I don't get it. It's not for me. It's not what I do. I listen. I listen to my own show the day it comes out, but whatever. It's fine. It's whatever. Everyone, all people are different people. There's less time than that. Less time to get registered to vote. Less time if you want to vote in your Jimmy Jams. You need to put in your absentee ballot. Less time. Less, less um time never stops there's always less of it you think you you know you it's always less please 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 vote register to vote vote get out there do it i'm actually at kim moffitt um on instagram and tiktok Uh, nope that's not true at kim moffitt let me give you my real handles at kim moffitt on instagram and twitter at kim moffitt is here on tiktok nobody's listening to me anymore they've all tuned out but uh the links are in the show notes absolutely um i'm a mess i highly recommend the follow it's a train wreck (laughs) we all are it's fine we're all just happy human messes aren't we well we're human messes anyway maybe not all happy but (laughs) who's happy who's happy right now what are we doing i i'm very happy i get to spend time with one of my favorite people and then get on this call with you so i appreciated that joke it hurt my feelings but it was funny the storytellers network.com slash my America for past episodes. Leave us a review, you know, on your podcast player of choice, especially an Apple podcast, leave us a review. Um, give us that five stars, all that good stuff. My America is a production of the storytellers network. This show is written and produced by Kim Moffat and Dan Moyle. 
Kim takes care of editing and graphics while Dan helps with episode production on the web. Both Dan and Kim run social media. For more information on the show, including past episodes, visit the storytellersnetwork.com slash myamerica. Great job, Dan.